Merry Christmas and welcome to the Court Jester. I am Cleopathenu, medievalist and storyteller, and I am here to bring you a story to help you digest all the Christmas food that you've been having for at least today. And to help you do that, I'm bringing you a story of gluttony. A story with partridges, not on a pear tree, but close. So if you can still taste the cheese from today's meal, grab your beverage of choice, keep in mind that there is some low-key obscenity in this episode, and let's get started. It was a happy day for the peasant of our story, because on that day he found two, not one, but two, partridges in a shrubbery and managed to capture them both. And you know what that means. Roasted partridge for lunch. So, wasting no time, he went to his wife. Wife, he said, take these, prepare them, put them on a spit, let's have a feast fit for a king. And you know what? I'm going to go get the priest as well, just to stay on his good books and make sure he sings an extra praise for us and say an extra prayer for us this Sunday. So, you start get cooking, I'll get the priest, and we'll have a feast worthy of people way better than us. So he did, he ran away, he ran to find the priest and it took him a good while because the priest was not at home when he first got there so he had to go looking and so he ended up spending way longer out of the house than he originally wanted to. Meanwhile, the wife was home and she was cooking and very soon the partridges were on the spit and very soon after that they were done. So she took them out of the spit and put them aside to let them rest a bit and then she licked her finger and she thought, oh that's tasty. And then she pinched a bit of that delicious roasted skin and she just tasted it and she, mmm, that tasted good. Well, then maybe just a little wing. And she pinched out a wing. But now it looks funny with just one wing and she pinched out the other one. And then maybe, maybe just a thigh? I mean, it's only mine that I'm eating, she thought. So she pinched off a thigh. Before you know it, she had eaten an entire bird. Oh my God, what am I going to do, she thought. Now he's going to come back with a priest and I'll, I'll only have one bird for the both of them. I'm going to say that the cat came in and took it before I could do anything. So we can all three share one bird, right? Right, that's what I'm going to do. Maybe just the neck of the second one. And she's twisted the neck and pushed it in her mouth and shoved it down her throat. And before you know it, the second partridge was gone. Heavens, what have I done? She thought to herself. How am I going to cover up for this? At that time, her husband came back. Oh, this smells nice, he said, entering the house. Are you ready? Are these ready? The priest is not far behind. He should be here soon. So you won't believe what happened, she started saying. What happened? He said, looking at her very suspiciously. Well, the cat came in the kitchen and got both Birds? No, I'm only joking. She changed her story last minute, seeing that his eyes were going wild. No, no, no cat, no cat. I was just speaking in jest, my love. Um, so both birds are in the kitchen and they're very ready to be eaten. And if the priest is also on his way, then fine. I'll start setting the table. But if we want to carve them, you're going to have to sharpen your good carving knife because it hasn't been sharpened since at least last year and there is no way you're going to cut through these birds with that stump blade. Okay, fine, said the husband. He picked up his knife and went to the back to sharpen it as needed. 
As he was sharpening his knife, the priest entered the house. Good day to you, he greeted her. I was just invited for a lunch with partridges. Oh, father, thank God you came to me first, said the wife. I don't know what's gotten into him. What do you mean, said the priest. Do you see him in the back? He's sharpening his knife. Yes, I can see him. He's sharpening his knife to carve the meat, I'm assuming, said the priest. No, there is no meat. He lied to you. He said he's going to invite you here on the pretense that there are partridges and he plans to cut your balls off. What? Yes, don't ask me why. I don't know what's gotten into him. All I know is this is what he's been talking about for the last week. So there are no partridges. He wants to have your balls. He is sharpening his knife, and I think the best thing you've got to do is get out of here as fast as you can. Heavens, thank you for telling me, said the priest, and turned around and ran away, as fast as he could. Meanwhile, the husband finished sharpening the knife and went back into the kitchen to find his wife tearing her hair out. What's happening, he said. You won't believe what that priest did. He just came in. He asked me, where are the birds? I showed him the birds, and he just took the both of them and ran away. Look at him. Look at, look at how he's running. Oh, that bastard, said the husband, and set off to hunt the priest down and get back his birds. Stop, stop, you scoundrel, he shouted as he was dashing off. Stop, or I'll have them both. The priest turned over his shoulder, saw him running towards him, brandishing a knife and telling him that he is going to have them both, and he was entirely convinced that he was talking about his balls. So no, he didn't stop. He ran. He ran as fast as he could, and the husband ran behind him, all the way shouting that if he gets his, his hands on him, he's going to take them away and keep them away, and he's never going to see them again. Finally, the priest managed to get into his house and lock himself up and bar the doors and make sure that no one can enter from door, back door or window. The husband, disappointed, panting, returned to his house. What on earth possessed him to take our birds? He asked his wife. I have no way of knowing, she said. But I'll tell you one thing, I'm never inviting him for lunch again. Well, there's nothing else to do now, I suppose said the man, and very disappointed that his beautiful partridges were now belonging to someone else, he sat down for dinner with leftovers. Much as you probably will be doing tomorrow. And this was the story of the two partridges. I hope it made you smile, and it eased you through the very tough process of going through all the Christmas food. If you liked what you heard, please like, subscribe and spread the word about the court jester. Tell all your friends about it. Follow us on social media. Come and talk about the podcast on any platform that you choose. And if you're curious about my sources, you will find all the links to the material that I'm using in the show notes. Before I leave you to your Christmas shenanigans, I will remind you that the court jester is a labor of love of a medievalist and storyteller me and if you're feeling generous in the spirit of the season and you want to support the podcast consider becoming a patron on patreon you'll get access to bonus episodes additional material and other delightful surprises and it will help me keep the merriment alive and bring you more stories from the middle ages thank you for listening merry christmas until next time